Today in Canadian History for March 29th, I'm Joe Barima. On this day back in 1976, Canadian filmmaker Budge Crawley stepped on stage in Hollywood and accepted the Academy Award for Best Feature-Length Documentary. The film was called The Man Who Skied Down Everest, and it was Canada's first Academy Award for a documentary feature film. Budge stated that this is an American award for a Canadian film about a Japanese adventurer who skied down a mountain in Nepal. An appropriately Canadian line from a great Canadian filmmaker. Through his independent production company, Crawley Films, Budge dedicated decades to creating film in Canada about Canada. Barbara Wade Rose is the author of Budge, What Happened to Canada's King of Film. I reached her in Toronto. His father, Arthur Crawley, was an accountant, a successful one in Ottawa, had his own firm, very straight-laced, very religious Christian family, and he intended that Budge, his eldest son, would follow him into the accounting business, which was the most ridiculous idea anybody ever heard of. But um, Arthur thought that when Budge was 16, he should be using a film camera to film his swimming strokes to help him become a better swimmer. Now, Budge already swam entire lakes for uh, for pastimes, and uh, he took this camera and he just started filming everything with it. And he... um uh, trips in the bush. Uh, in fact, when he got married to uh, Judy Sparks, the girl next door of the Spark Street family, um, they went on a honeymoon in Quebec on Ile d'Orléans, and they filmed that, and they won an international um, amateur film competition with that film. Uh, so he very quickly mastered the medium. He was very much um, in love with the Canadian landscape. As I said, he swam lakes. He spent time in the bush. Um, he, the, the greatest thing about him was his love affair with the country. And later on, he would go on to film much of it or produce films about much of it. Um, but he also, there was some of him that liked to be the circus tent uh, ringmaster. And if you're filming, you're sort of in charge, and uh, certainly more so when he was a producer, he was very much in charge. So uh, I think that's what drew him in. Budge's career can be divided into the filmmaker as the director and then into the producer. So first of all, the filmmaker his um, films were, for, as I mentioned, they were about different parts of Canada. He filled, uh, filmed Newfoundland coming into Confederation in 1949. Um, he filmed out west. He's filmed uh, Saskatchewan Jubilee, film of the Inuit. And he would do anything to get the shot. John Grierson of the National Film Board hired him. Actually, he wanted uh, Budge to come into the NFB, but Budge wanted to be um, independent um, to do things like lean out of airplanes and fly and, and fly with the um, the armed forces uh, in Newfoundland. Scene the film about Confederation. He he went to the top of a, a ship mast to uh, film a whale hunt, and despite the fact that he was deathly seasick, got beautiful shots. Born Frank Radford Crawley, but better known as Budge. Budge's passion for Canadiana was evident in both his work as a director and as a producer. 
This passion bled into most of his work, much of which was groundbreaking for Canadian film. In terms of um, the subject matter, he had no sense that Canadian uh, subjects were uh, uninteresting, second-rate. Um, his love affair translated over into his production, and he went on to make the first Canadian TV series called the RCMP series uh, that sold internationally in the 1950s. Um, and uh, some very interesting uh, Canadian films, one of which had Jean-Vierre Bougeold in her first film role called um, Amanita Pestilence, and one that had Robert Shaw um, just before he went on to uh, the Henry VIII role in A Man for All Seasons. And that film was called The Luck of Ginger Coffee. It was about an Irish immigrant in Montreal and was very well critically received. Um, Now, what happened to Budge is what happened to Canadian film in general, is that as these films were being made, as he was struggling to um, make Canadian Northerns, as he called them, a success, uh, uh, American uh, distributors were taking over the film theaters and the distribution network. And uh, there's a scene in my book about uh, Budge sitting there showing uh, one of his films to American distributors, and they're just laughing at him because, they, why, you know, why should we distribute these across Canada? We can send an American product very easily. His, his persistence is extra, an extraordinary story, even though it did him in in the end, because... Uh, his last film, The Strange One, was supposed to be an uber-Canadian uh, love story uh, about um, a French-Canadian and uh, or a Can- an English-Canadian and a Métis girl, and a parallel nature story about a goose and a gander in the Canadian wild. And Budge bankrupted his company trying to make that movie. He spent a million dollars on a wind tunnel that's still out um, near the Scarborough Zoo in Ontario. Um, because he just thought that he could do it. So it's his his story is a parallel. What I love about him is that he's a rascal, and uh, everybody loves to read about rascals. You know, it's funny because you'll you'll um, you'll have some people say that like Adam McGoyan considers uh, Budge a true pioneer of Canadian film and uh, admires him greatly. Uh, some of the film critics in Canadian, in Canadian film today think, well, he really doesn't have any place because he wasn't an auteur. He was not. He was a producer. He was a rascal. Um, but I think his story, if I may, is what the is a parable of Canadian film in, in as I've said, being a creative being industrious, being extraordinarily uh, in love with Canada, and then being told that he couldn't distribute his films, and then going ahead and doing it anyway. Today is a day full of Canadian history. Ten Canadian Forces members were killed on this day back in 1985, when two transport planes collided in midair at CFB Edmonton. And on this day back in 1993, Catherine Callback led her party to victory in PEI, becoming the first woman to be officially elected as Premier through a provincial campaign. And as always, on this day, we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CJSW at 90.9 FM in Calgary. The executive producers are Joe Burima and Mark Affeld. Original music is provided by the Fisk, Fletcher and May Trio. 
This series is not meant to be a definitive source on our past. Instead, we hope that it sparks a desire to learn more about our unique history. For more information on the series, or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cgsw.com slash todayincanadianhistory. Thank mm-hmm. you.